<laughs> you're like in the zen spot you got your himalayan salt lamp back there yes. you're in your your relaxed wear for friday evening i like it um yes i am <laughs> it's a whole mood you know what this is the mood of every day every day is wear clothes that are comfortable and make sure your himalayan salt lamp is on that's right that's yes. right <laughs> it's working for you thank you very much Thank you very much. <laughs> <sighs> we made it to the end of the week. I know. Sometimes it feels like we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. Do you know, like, I, I envision the week, like, um, it kind of like a, a, a mountain and you're, like, climbing it. And then sometimes, like, maybe around Wednesday night, your, your hand slips and you're like, oh, I'm going to fall. I'm going to fall down the mountain. And then you like skin your knee and then you like, <laughs> you, you cuss a lot. You start crying. You probably are smelling pretty bad at this point. And then you like reach the other hand up and you're like, Oh, I got, I got a hold of something. Okay. And then you've, you've got a little bit more. And then, you know, next thing you know, it's Thursday night and you're like, all right, I'm almost at, I'm almost at the top. I'm almost at the top. And then you get to Friday. And you have to pee really bad. <laughs> and um, I knew feeling, I knew that bathroom stuff was coming. <laughs> you were like, any second now, she's gonna talk about farting. No, this time it was pee. You really have to pee. <laughs> but you've got gravity working for you. So if you pee, you know it's gonna fall back into the rest of the week that you just uh, walked out. <laughs> Calvin and Hobbes style. Yes. <laughs> You're welcome. People. You're welcome. Thank you for that imagery. <laughs> now, now you have a whole different way to approach your weeks. <laughs> Wednesday. I'm, I'm going to piss on this week. <laughs> <laughs> I just needed to illustrate a story for that expression. Oh my. That's all. Just pee on the week. <laughs> piss it away. <laughs> piss in the night away. Yes. You can do more than just the night. It could be the week. That song just came back to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's yeah. a, it's it's apropos given the it's conversation. It's a great it's a great song. Yeah, because I I've been thinking about throwback TV because something about being in quarantine, having to spend so much time at home, yes. not being surrounded by like going out and doing things. Right. There's something about the throwback, the nostalgia that just feels really nice to comforting. Have. Yes. I will be honest with you though. Like I know this is new for a lot of people because quarantine is their real first foray into slumming it. But <laughs> many of us, this is our religion. This is what we do. We don't talk about it because it was never cool before, but now that everybody's doing it, it's like, we can talk about our methods of slumming. <laughs> also known as Netflix and eating. Do so. tell, do tell. <laughs> what did you do before Netflix? That's a really good question. Do you remember when Netflix really kind of first came came out? Everyone would send away for the the disc. Oh yeah. Okay. So most of the time we were buying, we were renting seasons of shows that we didn't have access to. So I remember right. my brother and I would rent season one, season two of Nip Tuck, which was a really scandalous show on FX, and we didn't have FX. And yeah, we would, I still remember there was this one, 
night, my brother and I were watching on the little discs, like episodes four through seven of whatever season. Because <laughs> that's, that's all they could fit on a CD. It was like four episodes. It's like, don't you know what a binge is, people? <laughs> so, and, you know, we had like the cheapest plan where you just got one CD a week. Right. So anyway, my brother and I, he was home from college and we were watching Nip Tuck and there's a scene which I don't know. Have you seen that show? I, I haven't. It's about like two plastic surgeons who are like all up in that lifestyle. You oh, know, those, I think it's based out of Miami. So, you know, high-end cars, high-end women, et cetera, et cetera. And so there's this one scene where one of the doctors are like railing this woman, you know, like she's getting railed hard. And my brother and I are watching and it's like 11 o'clock. So like we're assuming our parents are asleep because that's the only time we can watch something with adult content. (laughs) And my mother comes downstairs and we didn't even hear her. She like just came downstairs, went into the kitchen to get a glass of water. And then she's like getting ready to walk up the stairs and she's behind our couch. And we don't even know because we're so engrossed in the railing that's happening on the big screen and she just comes up behind us and she whispers, I hope you guys are learning something. (laughs) And she goes back up to bed. (laughs) We just look at each other like, what just happened? Your mom would do that. I could see your mom doing that too. (laughs) Total like whisper ninja style. Yeah, yeah, she would. (laughs) She's so sketchy. What goes on in your mom's head? I just want to know. You don't want to know. It's so funny. She sits there smirking at the other end of the couch and you're like, you have, you know, all of this already. She says the most like unmom things. (laughs) But, but yes, when I think about like the beginnings, the origins of Netflix, I remember memories like that, where we're just like, waiting for the d the the dvd to come in and it's like four episodes of a show and you have to tell yourself if i binge this i'm gonna suffer for six days until the next cd comes and now you can just binge away your entire weekend and lose all sense of time and space yes (laughs) and and waste (laughs) and then i need to get a new couch because the indentation where my butt is is so deep (laughs) it won't come back up anymore Oh man. Well, you know, one of the things I, I rewatched during this whole quarantine was sex in the city. I, mm. I went ahead and I just bit, bit, bit the bullet and bought the DVDs Yeah, and rewatched the entire series. And you know what? It's, it stands the test of time. Does it? It's still good. It's still so good. There's an episode for pretty much every situation. And because you have so many characters, there's such a diversity of perspectives on the situation. Oh Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I, I, I showed up pretty late to that show just because I didn't have HBO. So I'm trying to remember how I, it might've been Netflix. It was, I started watching it when they started doing the replays. I think yes. it was on TBS. Yes. And they cut out like all of the really yes. good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the smut. <laughs> yeah. When I started seeing, like when I finally could afford HBO in my thirties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And last I started, year? You mean last year? <laughs> a few 
few a few years back and I finally watched some of the episodes I was like I don't remember seeing this scene. yeah yeah like yeah. there's some scandalous stuff in there oh, but so good. so good so good so good the, the monologues oh mm-hmm. man epic epic yeah that was a great show I love I did love that show and like it was a roller coaster ride you it know was. And it it felt like, okay, yes, a lot of the storylines were outlandish, but the feelings that the characters had were so relatable, Mm -hmm. you know, like the feelings that would come out of whatever respective situations they were in. Uh, There are some scenes that are burned into my mind, like the one of Miranda eating the cake from the garbage can and then having to take (laughs) the, then having to take the dishwashing soap to like squirt it over it so she wouldn't go back and eat it. That's real life. That's real life. That was the first time anything like that had been on TV. Oh, I had never seen a real life sort of scenario of how women and people really, how people interact with food when they are going through crisis mm-hmm. and eating their feelings. That was a real moment watching that. I loved oh, that yeah. moment. That I laughed so hard. That was so good. There's so many good yeah. ones. Have you been re-watching any of your favorite old TV? Yes, I have actually. <laughs> um, it was really funny. So when I'm working, sometimes I'll have something playing in the background And usually it's because a lot of the stuff I work on is, it's very systematic. So sometimes you're not, you're in such an automated state of doing the same task over and over again that you stop thinking. Mm -hmm. So I like the idea of having something where I can kind of engage my mind a little bit more while I'm doing the repetitive task. So I started watching, um, I was like, oh, you know what? I never finished Community, the series Community. I don't Mm -hmm. know if you ever saw it, but- that's like a 20, 25 minute episode show. So I could probably like fit in a few episodes of that, you know, while I'm working and easily go through the seasons. So I started watching the first episode and I was laughing so hard. And then I started the second episode again, laughing so hard. And then I was like, I can't do this. I can't (laughs) watch this show while I'm working. And my husband who has not watched the show needs to see it. So now we, we've been watching, I'm rewatching it, but he's watching it for the first time. That's great. Isn't it great watching something through someone else's eyes the first time? Great. We are crying, laughing, and we're talking about the episodes later. It was such a great, great comedic show, like really playing on the fact that their audience was more intelligent that than most sitcoms really think their audiences you should watch it i haven't seen i have not seen that one you would love it you would love it it's so good so we've been watching that we're re-watching smallville okay he has never seen it and i I didn't know that no he'd never seen it so i was like look now that we're married it's kind of important that i introduce this part of my obsession more fully Mm-hmm. our relationship because obviously he knew I was obsessed with Superman but I I really wanted him to at least see a couple of episodes and then if he didn't like it I could judge him for it for the rest of our relationship <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> but like now it's a staple it's our staple in our tv diet and there are 10 seasons to go through so I love that a staple in your tv diet yes 
It's good to have those. I feel like you need to have enough variety where there's something that's a little drama. There's something that's comedy. There's something that's a historical documentary that scares you into reality. (laughs) We have like that conversation sometimes at dinner. We're like, how are we feeling today? Do we want something funny? Do we want something serious? Like, oh, it was a heavy news day. Should we maybe do something lighthearted to like combat that? So it, I know it's strange, but there's an element of mindfulness in what we choose to watch. I I 100% agree with you. It's the same way for me because there's some nights where, I mean, I've been enjoying some of these. I'm I'm into period pieces. Obviously I'm a Jane Austen. Bridgerton. Yes. And I'm an Anglophile. Um, Bridgerton is, yes, I'm still devastated that the Duke of Hastings is not coming back. (laughs) Can Um, we just take a moment? Can we just take a moment? (laughs) I know it is it is reggae Jean Page it is um yes reggae Jean Page if you're listening come back um (laughs) 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 but in all seriousness so I just finished the Poldark series which was a PBS masterpiece and PBS masterpiece does the best period yeah and Aiden Turner's Poldark is just the ultimate hero. So I know nothing about this. Tell me a little bit about this. So good. So late, late 18th century, Britain has just lost the, the revolutionary war, right? Ha ha. Yes. Ha ha. Take that. Suckers. <laughs> when America was great. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so Poldark becomes, he becomes, he's a young captain. He becomes a captain under these excruciating circumstances in America, comes back after this devastating loss, but he doesn't know because of course, back then traveling back and forth took a long time, you know, something we don't have appreciation for in these, these days, in the good old days. (laughs) (laughs) So by the time he gets home, his family all thought he had died. Yeah. And then he comes in and they all think he's a ghost. Meanwhile, like this is all in the first episode, his betrothed, his hopeful betrothed to be, he finds out is now engaged to his cousin. The estate that he was to inherit is in tatters. His father has passed away. The mining business that has been in his family for generations is a wreck and shut down. And so he comes back to nothing. He goes from like, okay, I lost the war, but I'm coming home to my family, my beautiful lady to- Oh man. And it's about through this series, you're just cheering for this guy. Yeah. Who just at every curve, something goes wrong. And just when you think everything is done, somehow he pulls it off. He's such a man of the people. Cause this was Mm -hmm. before, you know, you know, gender equality. Right all of these things. And, and he chooses, a, he ends up choosing a partner who's like an equal partner, which was mm-hmm. very like different back then. And there's just- so That's gonna be like really warfare. cool to like see that, see kind of newer concepts play out during older times. It's interesting. And the series was written in the 1940s uh, after World War II by this author and, you know, since passed, but you know, it became a series of books that were really popular. They had done a different series in the seventies about it. And so it was a limited series. So they made it into, it was a whole like five season deal, but it was so epic and the sweeping landscape of Cornwall, England. Oh yeah. So I just finished that like a month ago. And so I've started Outlander. 
I was just going to say, did you read the books? I have not. Okay. So I read the first book. Okay. And then I decided, okay, I'll watch the first season. And then I meant to go back and read the second book, but then I was like, no, I'm in this now. I have to, <laughs> now that I know what he looks like, right? Naked. <laughs> this is going to happen. I, I made Andy, I'm making Andy watch this with me. Mm-hmm. First, the first episode was a make, like me making him do it. The second episode was, I like these Scottish guys. I want to see what happens. Isn't your man Scottish? Yes, he is. So here's what happens. He whisper. God, (laughs) this is so frustrating. Every time he wants to get his way with something, he just pulls out the Scottish accent and he knows how to do it. And he talks to me like I'm Sassanac (laughs) and it works. And it is not there because my like fake Russian accent does nothing for him <laughs> at all. <laughs> you know, it's, there's not, there's no accent that I can produce that will have the same result for him. <laughs> but for whatever reason, you know, he can talk like, you know, what's his name? Groundskeepers, groundskeeper Willie. <laughs> And I'm done. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you win. Have you tried talking Please. like Marge? <laughs> I have. I have. Here's the thing. Even before he ever saw an episode of Outlander, he was doing like Groundskeeper Willie. <laughs> that was doing it for me. What is wrong with me? <laughs> That's what happens when you're a Sassanac. <laughs> stupid you are at the wills of the scottish people <laughs> no seriously there's some there's some potent stuff in that show in that series it is i'm telling is a you roller coaster oh yeah it is roller coaster i just started season two and i'm just like what the heck just Girl, happened get ready you don't even know i know you don't even know i know i want some of her clothes oh i know right the dress at versailles are you kidding uh, me right now girl Girl, yes. I mean, that was basically like... It was a mood. It was a mood. It was a mood. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But there's something to that like alpha male character from that period of time. Well, I think what's so nice about the way that that particular alpha male character is he has the substance to pull it off. Yes, Like if you're going to be that type of character, if you're going to be like that, you you really need to have the sensitivity and the intelligence in order to draw the mind in. He's such a tender, tender kind of man, but it's not like he's Gaston. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) No one fights like Gaston, takes cheap shots like Gaston. Don't play Disney with me. I know, I know. I had to put that in there. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a great show. So that's that's in the, that's that's in the, the diet. Yeah, that's, that's in the in diet the TV. right now. So any particular day we'll be like either community or we'll watch, we'll watch Smallville or we'll watch Outlander. And then there are a couple of series, you know, that we like that, 
kind of come out like once a year. So when those when those are out, like Killing Eve, I don't okay. know if you ever saw that. I haven't that seen show it. Show is incredible. Really, really good show. It's with uh, Sandra O. Oh. I love her. And, uh, yes. I mean, she's the reason I started watching, but oh God, I can't remember the other lead's name, but she's phenomenal. And the two of them have such great chemistry. Typically when people hear about chemistry between characters, they never think about like it being chemistry between two same sex characters, mm-hmm. you know, your man versus, versus woman, that whole thing. And it gets tired after a while. You want to see other representations of you know, relationship dynamics. Well, this is why bad boys work. Yes. <laughs> Totes. Totes. Um, but yeah, so that show, you would love that show, Killing Eve. It's okay. really, it's it's a dark comedy is really what it is. Well, you introduced me to Grace and Frankie. And I think you also sometimes oh. need like the lighthearted stuff. And so yes. Gr- Grace and Frankie, I mean, it does get a little more serious as you go on, but seriously the dynamic between (sighs) lily tomlin and jane fonda on that show you can't you can't make that happen it's so natural and it's so organic you just you just so which one are you which one do you feel like because it's so funny watching that like some days i'm like oh i'm clearly frankie and then other (laughs) days i'm like no 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 i'm so grace (laughs) i think you're grace's daughter yes that's who you I are am. Her daughter, the elder, the elder, <laughs> the elder daughter, the yeah. blonde. That's yeah. you. You're like sitting by and eating snacks. You're going and throwing a couple verbal barbs. Then you yes. sit back and you eat some snacks and watch the drama play out. That's you. Well, and here's what's so funny: when I first saw that series and I first saw her, um, I forget her her name. She's an amazing actress. But when I first saw the daughter, I was like, "There's something about her that feels really familiar to me." And then I was watch a few more episodes I was like she's saying things that I would say and then I of course I am would her and she's from <laughs> Long Island of course she's from the same same sort of area no I'm like fr- oh, I think well, I figures. think I'm like I'm probably Frankie's ex I'm probably mostly Saul, Saul. I'm yeah. mostly Saul <laughs> oh I see that I see I see that that's adorable <laughs> I'm a little doughhead. I'm just gonna do the right thing yeah yeah, no. I don't want to hurt anybody. <laughs> uh, yeah, that show, that show is, I would call that show like a satisfying yeah. sort of like, if you, if you don't know what you want to watch and you want like a little bit of everything, that show is that for me. It's just fun and it, it reminds you of the joy of life. Totally. When you, when you don't know what else to watch, Grace and Frankie is always a great way to go. Yeah. The other thing too, that is always good is just... HGTV, just HGTV. Yeah. <laughs> seeing, seeing, seeing things get from a crappy state to an amazing state, anything transformational, which like Queer Eye. Yes, my favorite. Right? Oh, I love that show. Watch it. I watch an entire season in one day and then I'll cry to Andy afterwards and be like, it's over. I finished my show. There's nothing left to watch. And he'll get mad at me and say, what, we talked about this? Why, why did you do it all in one day? You get like this every time a season comes out. I'm like, I don't know. I just wanted it all. Oh, you just, this is what happens. I know I'm, you know, the binge, the binge is unhealthy, 
but so fun. So my, my friend and I, she recently introduced me to the discovery of witches. Ooh. Have you seen the show? No. O-M-G. Okay. Really? Yes. Tell you, me more. You have to watch it. Okay. So this is about, it's, it's set mainly in this period, but there's also some time travel involved, but it's about three creatures that exist, demons, witches, and vampires. And they mm-hmm. walk amongst us. They're like regular human beings. Demons are super smart. Vampires are, well, you know, vampires, but you know, they're more cultured than, than you would think. They're mm-hmm. very cultured. Sounds then, like my old friend group. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> and then witches are, you know, a little witchy and they're yeah. a little bit odd and eccentric. And some of them practice dark magic, but most of them, they, they, and they are governed by a covenant. And it's basically about the story of how, they're not supposed to do cross species or anything like that. It's kind of an interesting analogy of thinking about interracial kind of how, how some of that might have been thought of because some of the way they talk about it, you could certainly overplay that with race and think about, Oh, wow, this must've been how some of this stuff went way back when, you know, before our times, but where's, where can you find that show? I think we had to download it through a special subscription on Amazon Prime to like, you had to get like a monthly subscription mm. to one of these networks. Um, but yeah, it was available through Amazon Prime. So I think nice. it was like $7.99 a month or something. Oh, but I think cool. you would love it. The cinematography is incredible. So they yeah. film it, you know, in England and I think France and um, there's some a lot of scenes in Venice. Mm-hmm. But the chemistry nice. between the main characters, it's just like, oh, electric. Oh, yeah. it's electric. It's so good. Electric, yeah. It's so good. That's really cool. Yeah. I, I pick a lot of my shows based on recommendation. It, like really, it's just if I ha- have a friend who's like, oh my God, that show was so good. It gives me an indication of whether or not I would like it. Because most of the time you tend to like the same kinds of things that, mm-hmm people who are close to you like so I got a lot of people to see never have I ever oh it's so good right I mean anything Mindy Kaling produces or creates is usually like amazing she did that series and then she did um was it four weddings and a funeral I haven't seen that one yet that was very good was it okay yeah that one was pretty good um but never have I ever that of course as us being two brown girls really special to have really special stories that we talked about in our innermost circles with our close you know brown friends and our families you know who understood and got it it's nice to see that on a broader stage you know have representation you know Andy watched that with me too and he I I never know how he's going to respond to these more like female driven shows. Cause you get told a lot of time that like, you know, these are women's shows. These are girly shows, right? Like chick lit or something. Yes. Yes. And I, I don't find that to be true with a lot of the newer shows that are getting created. I really mm-hmm. think they're being created for a really diverse audience. Yeah. I agree. Take something like, I don't know if you ever watched Game of Thrones. I didn't. 
Game of Thrones, I didn't watch because I didn't have HBO. And then someone gave me their iPad that had the first season on it. And he was like, oh, you got to watch this. You're going to really love it. So I binged through the first season and I was like, this isn't what I thought it was. This is actually really engaging. And then of course that sent me down that path, you know, and that was kind of like marketed, like it's a bros show, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a a dude show, but I really liked it. Um, And then like with The Witcher, I don't know if you ever watched The Witcher. I haven't. It is so good. Okay. It's based on a video game. It's based on this really, really popular video game that, of course, I've never played, but my husband has played and has a really diverse group of characters. And it doesn't hurt that Henry Cavill is playing the lead. Yum. Yeah. He's not difficult to look at. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) But it's such a cool show. Like, especially if you like anything that's sci-fi and fantasy. Yeah. It weaves a lot of that in there. You know what's always funny about watching sci-fi or fantasy where you can accept certain levels of unrealistic things, but then other unrealistic things happen in the show. And you're like, no, that would definitely not happen. You're like, like, totally a vampire is going to come along and suck someone's blood. But this other thing, no, that's where you've taken it too far. (laughs) Yes. You know what though? I, I really enjoy the process of suspending my disbelief. I love letting go and engaging and just jumping into a whole new world. Like, I know. It's so great. You ask me to say like, to, to accept something as reality, I'll, I'll jump into it happily because it's an escape. Ultimately, isn't that what entertainment and television and all of this stuff's for? It's to take you out of yourself into a different experience. Yeah, for sure. But no, you have to watch. Okay. That's your homework. Your homework is to watch The Witcher. Okay. And your homework is to watch Poldark. Okay. Done, settled. I'll find it and I'll do it. And then we'll report back. So this is so much more fun than book club. (laughs) So listeners, tell us your favorite shows that you're watching. Yes. We want to know because we have so much more time to kill watching TV than we ever (laughs) had before. (laughs) TV talk, TV talk. I need like a. Yes. (laughs) TV talk. Ooh, I forgot to mention the other big binge I did, I went through all of the seasons of the Great British Bake Off baking Uh, show. Did you watch that? I've seen a couple of the episodes. So relaxing and yet addictive, strangely. They're so respectful and nice to each other and like civil and kind. It's not at all like any reality show you'd imagine. This is why I'm an Anglophile. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really really great show that was a good one too. but yeah no please definitely share with us any tv shows that you've binged on that you love that kind of stay with you in a good way 